Welcome to Real Weddings with Zara. Today, I'm going to be looking at something a little bit different than our celebrity weddings. Today, I'm going to chat to you a little bit about COVID-19 weddings and what to do in this absolute madness. So over the last few weeks, I've been bringing you some of the most beautiful aspirational weddings and really digging into the stories of um, not just weddings, but marriage of our celebrities. And there's so much more of that to come. But just today, in light of the recent announcement that our restrictions look like they will extend to the 6th of March. Of course, I don't think too many are surprised, but there are a lot of logistical things that need to be considered. So it's not just about the couples that we're intending to get married between January and March here. What we have is a backlog of people that need a certain lead time to be able to get in to view different suppliers or buy certain things that have a certain lead time. So I'm going to talk to you about those few things. So look, what does all this mean when we go into such a restrictive environment? So first of all, the priority is really making sure everybody's okay. And, you know, it can be very isolating outside of, you know, the wedding. At least there is a little bit of light that there's something to look forward to with the wedding, which is great. But that doesn't mean that you don't have your down days. And resounding from my own Instagram, I am just getting so many that just feel you know, the joy has been sucked out of their wedding planning. Um, they're, they're very worried. They're worried about guests. They're worried about all the various components that are, are worrying naturally, never mind a wedding in the mix, but also just that feeling of pure uncertainty and not knowing. And I am inundated with people asking me, what do I think the numbers are going to be over the next com- over the next few months? And look, the honest answer is I don't know. But let me bring it through my thinking. And again, I am not a, a you know a, a spokesperson in any way for you know the medical side of this, but. I'm just looking at the journey we have to go to. So if I look at this quite logically, um, there's vaccinations that are being rolled out successfully, but there is going to be a delay on one of the key vaccinations that were teed up to hit the country and really get the mass population covered off. So there was a lot pinning their hopes on, um, you know, that vaccine kicking in and things moving a little bit quicker. So it looks like we're a little bit slowed down. So we've got this extended restriction at the moment until early March. So we're still at six people. Now, what that means is that with six people, we have to stabilise that six people. We are going to be at six people until we really can kick this, you know, very hard, hard situation. We'll then move up to 25 guests. That then needs to stabilise and get comfortable and make sure that community spread is is right down and that all is well. From the 25 then, we then have the massive hurdle from 25 to 50. And this is, I suppose, one of the biggest pieces because the 6 to 25, you know, it's it while it is a big jump, it's not as big a jump because there's still a lower volume of, of family members and it's generally those who are you've been in close contact with anyway. But when we get to 50, we are spreading our wings a lot more. So when we get to 50, then we have to stabilise that. And we don't know, there could be a bump in the road, there could be a setback. Okay, so it's kind of like a game of snakes and ladders where you move up one, then you come back one. We stabilise at 50. And 
from what I'm hearing across, you know, Leo Vradker, Simon Harris, Michal Martin, etc., is that there is a huge mountain to climb to get to that 100. Now, that's not to say it can't be done, but realistically, is it going to happen this side of the summer? Probably not. Now, I'd love to turn around and be wrong with that. It's just my gut is telling me because I'm I'm even nervous about, you know, booking a staycation or, you know, I meant to have a hen party in April. You know, there's there's various things that feel a little bit uncertain at the moment. So, you know, with that in mind, we don't know what the numbers are going to be, but we know we've got a, we've got a road to get to that 100. Do I think we'll be at 100 towards the latter part of the year? I, f- I feel we will be. But again, that's not my call to make. We have to go through certain amounts of um, of hurdles to get there. But look, there are certain things that you can do. So in this time of crazy, crazy uncertainty, there's a lot that you can be doing. So you have to make up, and I know I've spoken about this on a couple of the radio interviews and some of the Instagram stories. You have to make a decision that's right for you, right? Nobody else can make this decision for you. So if you are so stressed out with the not knowing, the toing and froing, the ups, the downs, you've already postponed, it's all been mad, maybe this hanging on going from month to month is just not going to suit you and it's going to make you deeply unhappy and take the joy out of wedding planning. If that is the case and that is you, you might want to look at your options to postpone just for your own mental well-being and not being dragged through this and really to be able to embrace and enjoy everything that is to be enjoyed about being a bridegroom and the lead up to the wedding. If you are happy enough to roll with the punches and kind of happy to deal with that little bit of stress that goes with it and you're, you know, you're okay with it, that's that's brilliant. But what I will say is moving up through the rest of this year, we know what the kind of the, the indication on what numbers are. We know there's the 100, there's the 50, there's the 25 and there's the six. So if you were to lay each of those number categories down, what I would say is get a big white sheet out and just look at what do each of those scenarios look like. If there are any scenarios in that pot that do not sit with you and you feel is, is, is non-negotiable, Cut it out and make a decision then, okay, we're going to take the postponed route. If some of those are all fine, you've ways and means around it, you've got your plan A, B, C, D, and you are happy with that, then progress and you know exactly what levers you need to pull when you have more clarity around the number. Like if you look at this now for couples that were intending to get married in March, early March with with the number of 25, we now know that it's going to be lower than that. So they now have to make a decision whether they're going to proceed with the six or they're going to push out maybe by an extra couple of weeks to get the 25. You know, that's that's really what you want to be able to rationally make a decision on. You want to be able to know, okay, what out of the four categories am I dealt with? And looking at that case with March, they've only had six weeks notice. In some cases, we've had a weekend. In other cases, we've had two weeks. So I think what's really important is that you have this battleship, this plan of attack that depending on what the information you have, whether it's we're 25, but you can't have live music, we're 25 and you can't have hair and makeup. Let's just look at those different things and think based on the precedent of what they've rolled out and the restrictions that they've had around certain number categories. What is your non-negotiable? For many that I'm speaking to, they're saying 50 is the cutoff. For others, we do not care. We just want to get married under whatever terms. We just want to be married. We'll have a party later. 
And that's also perfect. So if you feel that, look, we want to do the legal part, let's go ahead and do that. You can still absolutely do that with your witnesses or with a really small cohort of people and then come back later when there is that security and you can have that party and you can be flexible with your dates. You can be flexible with your thinking. You can free up your mind because there is a massive weight lifted off you when you are legally married and the two of you are together. You it's one less thing to worry about when you do go to look at postponing and re reigniting that date at a later time. You don't have to try and align everything with the ceremony for that to suit. So there are pros and cons, but you only you guys as a couple can really, really get down into the nitty gritty and see what suits you. And what I will say is overwhelmingly, anyone that goes through and gets married that I have spoken to over the last few months once they come out the other side, it's almost like a euphoria. They are euphoric because they had such low expectations that it is amazing when they get through on the other side. So look, there are so many different things at play here. You have to go easy on yourself and just look at this very practically. What are you willing to take? What are you willing to accept? And what is it that when you look back, you remember your wedding day for? And also, if you go ahead and it is a smaller number, will you have that resounding feeling that you missed out? And that's okay because you can still come back and have a party at another stage, right? So all is not lost. Just make your decisions really carefully. Now, there's another part in the mix and that's, you know, couples who are getting married in the immediate now aside. For many of you that are looking to have your wedding in the summer and beyond, there is the piece around getting your dresses, getting suits, getting bridesmaids dresses, going and looking at venues, doing menu tastings, travel restrictions if you were planning on going abroad. OK, right. So there's a litany of things. So this comes with a new a whole new wave of of consideration. So typically when you were going to get your dress, what a lot of people would have done um, when it comes to dress, but they'd give it that 12 to nine months out because I think with the 12 to nine months out, what you have is time and you can consider your options really carefully. You can make an occasion out of it and there's all of that. And and a lot of the boutiques, they like to have that nine months just as a bridge to give the, the dress really strong time to land for you to come in, get your alterations done. So we don't have that luxury if you're getting married in the next couple of months and you want to just go for it. So all is not lost because I ran a poll on Instagram to see exactly what's going on and what is the lead time out there at the moment. And there's a few different options. So firstly, the majority of shops came back and said six to four months should be fine. You can, depending on the designer that you will that you really like, you also can get a rush order, which means that you pay a little bit extra, but you are guaranteed to get your dress in in a, in a quicker time. A lot of wedding dresses are made in China, which means that there is the logistical effort whereby in some cases they've to come from China. They may not dock in Europe. They may go to the UK and then you've got the UK layer of time. So it's just to be really clear on the design you go for, making sure that it's compatible with your timeline. But as well, here's the other thing that you can do. So a lot of boutiques at the moment are doing virtual showcases. They're showing exactly what they have. They're having one-to-one appointments with you and they're able to talk you through your options so that you're better prepared and can make a quicker decision when the time comes around. So none of this faffing when, you know, when doors open and then you can get on waiting lists so you can hit the ground running when doors do open in March. Now, 
with that in mind, if you don't want to do it that way and you are happy to buy off the peg, which is basically some boutiques may have samples that they sell and others, their whole business model is set up on off the peg dresses with an example of that being the likes of Wed to Be, uh, Timeless Bridal Wear, Bernardo's Bridal Wear, who, of course, I'm always championing. They sell brand new designer gowns. So it's not secondhand. It is brand new. You can go into those stores and buy off the rack, as you call it. So you can go in that day, take the dress away and wear it. You're all set. With the other boutiques there, um, you have a little bit more time in terms of getting the right fit, ordering things in in your exact size and having more options across sizes. And then you still have time to get alterations. So it's just making sure that you make good decisions. Now is the time to really drill down on doing your homework to see what it is you want so that when the time comes, when the door opens, you can make very clear, concise decisions and get on with it. And that is a fantastic way to do it. You then have bridesmaids dresses and bridesmaids are that little bit more complicated because also they have the same, in some cases, have the same lead in times with some of the boutiques, but some some boutiques have various different sizes in stock. So, you know, always check out your boutique that you've bought your dress with or get a referral to a boutique that specialises in bridesmaids dresses because they, they tend to have a stock full of it. Again, you can buy off the peg. So you can go in when it opens, you can go into the likes of Timeless, you can go into the likes of Bernardo's, etc. They have them. On top of that, bridesmaids dresses are a little bit more low risk to buy online. It's not as, I suppose, contingent on the likes of a of an actual bridal gown. So with the bridesmaids dresses, there are so many options to buy online, plus you can return. Um, normally, I would be saying buy Irish, buy Irish. But the reality is, is that there's a lot of the Irish stores that are not online. Um, and even and that makes it very difficult. And I'd love if there were more online that were selling online, but but they're not. But there is dress code. They're based in Ireland. Little Woods, albeit that it's a UK company, they're very much embedded in Ireland. You've got your coasts, you've got your Karen Millens, you have all of these different um, you know, typical places and monsoon that you would go to get bridesmaids dresses. They are still functioning, they are still selling, and they are delivering in quick time. They do not appear to have Brexit delays. They have bases in Ireland. That's my understanding. So they are absorbing the majority of the hit with a lot of those taxes. So definitely look them up. I have certain examples on my Instagram highlights where you can see some of those online bridal shops and as well ASOS, a few of them, right? So they are your options, albeit that I'm sure you would love nothing more to walk into a store. If you are under time pressure, you can play the online game and you can send them back if they don't fit. Um, also, on top of that, then we've got groomswear. So for a suit hire, you do need to go in and get fitted. And if you're getting a bespoke suit, you need to go in and get fitted. Again, it's the same, same process. Some you might be able to buy online. Again, a lot of the retailers, they sell premium suits um, that you could order, send back if it's not right. But also get on the waiting list. Some groomswear, they're not open, but email DM them, whatever you have to do to see when are they opening? Are they doing anything in a virtual environment? And can you get on the waiting list to get first cut in the door when the time is right? And that might save you. You don't need the lead times that bridal wear needs. 
you know, if you walked in tomorrow into a groomswear, you could probably pick up a suit pretty quickly. I know I had to do um, groomswear in a panic for a bunch of four groomsmen and I managed to get put in the phone call on Thursday and we had it on the Saturday morning. And we could have got that probably the next day. So all is not lost with groomswear. So please don't panic on that. And um, and again, there is the online option for it. So those are just those logistics if you're getting married within the next couple of months. Um, the other piece is really around registering your marriage and doing the whole getting married um legality side. So some have already given their three months notice. Um, some have decided to get married within, you know, just past the summer and they still need to give the three months notice. And it, there is a slowdown at the end of the day with the HSC and mining all of this information. They are backlogged. They are, you know, what normally would be a couple book the date, they get them through the system. They're legally married. You know, they're dealing with the same couples maybe three, four times. So it's an extra workload. Their volumes are up. So bear with them and um, and don't worry about that. It's it's it will come to you. You will get legally married and always, always, always dock in with your solemnizer to make sure. And by solemnizer, I mean your priest, I mean your celebrant, I mean your humanist, whatever it may be. They will have the facts of the legalities to support you and get you over the line. That's what they are there for. Um, so overall, look, there's lots of knocks and, you know, when we get these knocks, we have to pivot our plans. Like it's better to pivot than panic. Right. So I have kind of three pieces that um, that I've referred to in uh, my my volume two of my book is coming out in the next week. And there was just three C's and I gave them out on Dermot Dave on Today FM last week and they went down a storm. So I've got three C's for dealing with a COVID crisis. Right. So there's a lot of C's going on here. So first of all, it's calm. So my recommendation with calm is, and I know when somebody says to you, calm down, you're going to go like, seriously, you're antagonizing me. I don't mean it in that way. I'm not going to tell you to calm down. You're dead right to be up the walls. I'd be up the walls too. So what I'm asking you to do with calm is I'm just asking you to, okay, feel what you have to feel, but stand back from it, right? Just choose to drown out the noise, stand back, look at this very, very calmly. So I'm not saying calm down, just look at it calmly visualize that this will be okay. It'll all be all right. And also just go easy on yourself. Walk away from it if you have to. And just give yourself that headspace to um, to let out the tears, to let out the anxiety and just get yourself to a position where you can actually go, okay, I'm ready to just look at this now, which then brings you into the consideration stage, our second C. So in consider in consideration stage, what we're looking at is what are your options now? Have you done that big plan? You know, have, whip it out again. What's your A, B, C, D plan? Are you, are you know, if option A is, yeah, we are actually happy with this. We will go ahead under these circumstances or B, hell no. Well, then you now need to know that the next step is going to be postponing or reconfirming your suppliers that, yes, we are going ahead. So these are the different pieces that you just need to be very, very clear on. Next is to calculate. Calculate is, is there any financial impact with the decisions I'm making? What does it mean if I decide to postpone again? Are there prices? Are there changes in prices? Or if I go ahead now, are there any differences? You just need to be very clear of what it all means. So calm, consider and just calculate. What does it all mean? And I think that really is it in a nutshell. And I hope I've put your mind at ease that 
the situation that's put in front of you does not have to be a panic, right? There are ways and means around everything. And they may not have been your first choice, but it doesn't mean that your second choice is any less. I am giving you my absolute assurance and I would put money on it that once you get over the whole process of physically planning and actually get married, none of this will matter. And you will look back and go, I really wish I did not give this so much of my energy because you are going to be so, so happy to be married. And it's fantastic time. It is difficult. I get it. It is so I would be devastated if that was me, like, to you know, to take that joy out of the wedding and even just listening to um, Sinead, the blogger, talk about her own, you know, not, you know, it's normally this time I'd be going to get my dress and myself. And my mum would be going for tea and afternoon tea and all this. I get it. Right. It, it, it feels like the experience has been robbed from you. But this part of the experience is nowhere near as important as the physical getting married. And that really is the biggest, you know, the biggest celebration. You can really, and I do genuinely mean this, there is time to celebrate after. But the important thing is that you you can, you know, plan the wedding you want and not let it drain you because there is nothing worse. So look, on that note, I'm going to sign off. This was just a little podcast to just reassure you Um put your mind at ease to show you that there are options to show you that if you just look around and stay tuned to my Instagram as well, because I do have tips that come in and that suppliers are telling me they're getting in touch with me every day to say, by the way, we're doing X, Y, Z. So do stay tuned. Go really easy on yourself. Take time out, you know, look for the positives where you can and just really enjoy it. And if that means, you know, having parties virtually um, and, and just finding the good in it, just please do go easy on yourself. As I keep saying, I need to stop saying it. Um, and any questions, I will always have that Q&A box open um, at least once a week. So do dock in. And look, I'm really looking forward to seeing all of your weddings come full fold and you coming back to me and saying, you know, you were right. It was amazing, um, which is always a great feeling to get on the other side. So look, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into this, um, this little spin off, my COVID special, uh, my COVID crisis special. And um, I look forward to my next podcast when I have a very, very, very special guest under the name of Keith Walsh. Keith Walsh, oh my God, um, you know, he remembers every detail of his wedding, which I thought was amazing. But if you really want to learn the lessons of marriage and the, the work that goes into it and the beauty of it and the friendship from it, you have to tune in. So tune in soon. You'll know all about it when I launch it. And really looking forward to hearing from you all. Thank you for tuning in to Real Weddings with Sarah, the special edition, all about COVID wedding planning. Join me next week when I will be talking to yet another celebrity about their wedding. And don't be surprised if you see another little spin-off special of Real Weddings with Sarah. Thank you. Look after yourself. <laughs>